0: Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm Angela LoBlenner, joined alongside Campbell Klein, Dean McCollum, and Tyler Fertel. Today, we'll be discussing each of our top 10 NBA players going into the, the tw- 2021 NBA season. All right, let's get started. So we all made uh, top 10 lists of uh, top 10 players going into next season. And uh, we're going to go one by one, starting at number 10 uh, and discussing our players. So we'll start with Dean. So who is your 10th best player going into next season?
1: All right. So coming into next season, I'm gonna have the NBA bubble MVP Damian Lillard uh for my number 10 spot. So if you watch the bubble, you know Damian Lillard had an amazing performance uh there in Orlando. He was pulling up from half court and just draining every shot, and he was keeping his uh Trailblazers back uh back in the playoffs, which he had to do multiple things for that to happen. So definitely Damian Lillard's gonna come in at number 10. Um, you may think that seems a bit low for Damian Lillard, but there are just so many players that were injured last year that have popped up higher than Damian Lillard. So that's why I'm going to go with him at number 10. And yeah, I mean, if uh, Yusuf Nurkic was healthy the entire season, they probably would have been higher seed in the playoffs. So that's why I'm going to have uh, Damian Lillard leader of the Blazers at number 10.
0: Okay, Tyler, who is your 10th best player going in next
2: season? So my 10th player going into next season is a player that led his team to the NBA finals pretty single-handedly, Jimmy Butler. He showed he's a leader for the heat. He's a very good scorer. He put up 40 in one of the finals games and he honestly, he carried that team to the finals. So I think he showed that he is a superstar in this league and that he can potentially be a starting all-star if he continues to play this well. Because if he puts up those kind of numbers close to averaging a triple-double in the finals, which is insane, I mean, I see no reason why he wouldn't be a top 10 player in the NBA. So-
0: All right, definitely valid point. Campbell, who is your 10th best player going next season?
3: At my number 10 spot, I also have Damian Lillard. As Dean was saying, I'll just reiterate what he said. Damian Lillard single-handedly brought uh, that Trailblazers team into that eighth seed just to play against the Lakers. And he did put up a fight, as Dean said, knocking down every single big shot possible, just hitting deep threes left and right. Uh, So yeah, I think next season he's just going to improve more. And this season he even had very sneaky good stats. I did not think he had a great season, but now looking back on it, he had a fantastic season, and I think he's just going up and up.
0: Alright, um, well, for my 10th best player, I have, um, in my opinion, uh, the most, uh, probably the best center um, in the NBA in Nikola Jokic. Um, he's just, he's super talented. I mean, he's he's like the definition of a modern center. I mean, he can bring the ball up the court. He uh, has an insane basketball IQ. He makes some of the craziest passes ever. He's probably the best passing big man in the game right now. And he can space the four and hit threes. And he showed that all throughout the bubble, especially the playoffs. He was such a vital uh, part to that Denver Nuggets team that came back 3-1 against the Jazz and came back 3-1 also against the Clippers. And just his passing ability and his just natural scoring ability is just super hard to guard. And there wasn't really um, many guys that can stop him uh, throughout the season. So I I don't see any sign of him slowing down. So he's my 10th best player.
2: I don't think that Trailblazers being only the number 8 seed in the playoffs was his fault. He was injured a little bit. In the regular season, CJ McCollum wasn't as playing his best basketball. Carmelo Anthony, they signed midseason. Yusuf Nurkic came in in the bubble. And Hassan Whiteside played well during the regular season, but wasn't as great in the bubble. So I don't think it was completely his fault. I think he's one of the best scorers in the NBA. And I only expect him to be better than he was this year and maybe lead the trailblazers to an even higher spot in a tough Western conference. That's going to be tougher next year than it was this year with the Warriors coming back into the picture. So that's my perspective. Anyone else have a different, different perspective?
1: Yeah. The Western conference definitely got a lot tougher teams. Like the Warriors are going to be fully healthy with Curry clay back. Draymond's going to be back playing better alongside both of those guys. Uh, And you have sleeper teams uh, possible sleeper teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have the number one overall pick. They're going to have a healthy Carl Anthony Towns, a healthy D'Angelo Russell. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do in their first full season. So yeah, I definitely think that Damian Lillard is capable to lead the Blazers to like a six, seven seed or maybe even five seed uh, in the Western Conference next year.
2: And adding more a little about Nikola Jokic, I think going into the next season, I can confidently say he's the best center in the NBA. He's the best offensive center in the NBA in my perspective. And I think if he improves his defense, then he's only going to get better. And on a Nuggets team that's young with Jamal Murray and hopefully Jeremy Grant, who they will most likely re-sign during the offseason, and a healthy Gary Harris and a healthy Will Barton, I think that team is going to be contenders once again. They people thought that they could be contenders this year, but no one really thought they could potentially beat the Lakers. I don't know if they can next year, but we'll see what they can do because Nikola Jokic's ceiling is undefined.
0: All right, now we'll move on to number nine. So starting with Dean again, who's your ninth best player going into next season?
1: So at my number nine spot, I might be uh, ranking this person a little too low, but I'm going to go with James Harden, the star of the Houston Rockets. And the only reason I'm putting him at nine is just, Uh, Pretty simple. It's just for the fact that Luka Doncic is going to just be higher up on my list. And James Harden's the second best shooting guard, in my opinion, in the league coming into next season. So that's why I'm going to have James Harden at number nine. He's still a great player, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather have Luka on my team next season than Harden.
2: At my nine spot, I'm going to have Rocket shooting guard James Harden for reasons similar to Dean. I just don't think He is as good as Luka Doncic going into next season, and I don't think he has the ability to lead a a team to an NBA championship like players that I have higher on my list. So for those reasons, I have him at the ninth spot.
3: My ninth best player going into next season is Nikola Jokic. And Andrew said Jokic in his number 10 slot, and I have the same reasons for him being at number nine. I think he's the best big man in the game, and I don't think that's a question, but something I find interesting going into next season is we all saw how jamal murray played in the playoffs and he was one of the best closers in the playoffs this year and he just made comebacks and finished games off very well so it's just going to be interesting to see how a developing uh jamal murray will mesh with a uh, Jokic, who's already proven himself but still looking to prove himself even more
0: for my ninth best player i have jimmy butler tyler kind of hit all the points about him um Some people think maybe this is recency bias, but I really think that Jimmy Butler is the most underrated player in the NBA just because, I mean, to be able to win two games in the finals against a team that has Anthony Davis and LeBron James is pretty remarkable when you're really the only superstar caliber player. Some people didn't even think he was a superstar before the season. And people that were doubting him have obviously gotten proven wrong. And um, he's definitely going to be a contender on the Miami Heat for years to come. So that's why he's my number nine. And to talk about some of your guys' list, I feel like it's a little disrespectful to uh, put James Harden uh, down. I'm not saying James Harden is like maybe like a top five or top the NBA player, but I don't know how you can uh, put someone who are, who's only played two seasons. Now, yes, Luka Doncic is a one in generational talent. In a couple of years, he's probably going to be MVP. He's probably going to leave. He's probably going to lead the Mavericks to an NBA title eventually in his career. But here's the thing. He hasn't done any of that yet. And James Harden is an MVP averaging pretty much 35 points per game, six rebounds and seven boards. And I just, I feel like it's a little disrespectful to someone that has been the best shooting guard in the league for the past few years. And Luka Doncic, he's only played two NBA seasons so far. So I feel like it might be a little disrespectful to put Luka Doncic ahead of him just because he's we haven't really got big enough sample size although I think by the end of his career he'll have a better career but as of right now Harden is still the better player in my opinion
1: all right Andrew you said that Luka has had too small of a sample size to compare him to people like James Harden same position but the thing is with uh Luka Doncic he single-handedly took two games off the Clippers by himself single-handedly I just want you to know that do you think that James Harden could have single-handedly done that on Luka's team taking two games and technically, the, I, I think that the Mavericks should have won that series if Kristaps was healthy that entire series, don't you think? Like we, you said I don't we think haven't... they would
0: have won the series, but I definitely agree with you that Kristaps would have helped. But I think that if you put Harden and Luca's situation on a team um, with uh, better big men, obviously, because I don't think Harden benefits uh, as well as people think from that small ball. Also, the Mavericks are a better defensive team than the Rockets. Um, so I think I think Harden would still be able to take two games well, off the Clippers. Well, both are a
2: pretty bad The Mavericks could have won that series because Kristaps was ejected in that first game when he shouldn't have been. So they had the chance to take that game, and then they won two others. So they could have forced the game seven in that series. And potentially. Yeah, but he's,
0: he he wasn't asking whether, whether they would have won the series. He's just asking whether James Harden could have won the same amount of games as Luka Doncic, which I think he could have. So we'll move on to the uh, eighth-best player. Um, we'll go back to Dean. Who's your eighth-best player in the NBA?
1: All right, so my eighth best player, we've already talked about him, Nikola Jokic, the joker of the Denver Nuggets. Um, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory on why I have him high, high on my list. He's proven to the NBA and everyone in the NBA that he is the best center in the NBA, undoubtedly, especially after what he showed in the playoffs, although they lost in five to the Lakers, he still put up a great fight. He had an amazing game. uh, He had some amazing games in the playoffs and Uh, throughout the bubble. So I'm going to put Jokic at eight. You guys already covered most of it about him, but uh, I think there's no no wrong in that choice.
2: For my number eight pick, I have Damian Lillard. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. He hits three balls from way downtown, and it's crazy. He, former three-point champ, uh, and I think if he can, along with CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic and Carmelo Anthony if they can all play well together and if they mesh I think that they can be a top seed in the Western Conference because Damian Lillard when he's on the top of his game is an MVP candidate in my opinion.
3: For my number eight player going into the next season I have James Harden we already summarized him before James Harden had a great season last year but as you guys said I think he's the second best shooting guard at this point to Luka Doncic
0: for my eighth player, I have Luka Doncic. You guys have already talked a lot about him. I think that he's probably going to be like a top five, top three NBA player for the next decade. I think, I mean, he's only in his second season. And he's already shown that he's a top 10 NBA player. So that's a huge accomplishment for him. All right, now let's go on um, to the seventh best player going into next season. Dean, who is your seventh best player going into next season?
1: Uh, So for my seventh best player coming into next season, I'm going to go with, Luka Doncic um it's absolutely crazy how much he's uh, accomplished in his first uh two seasons in the NBA he won rookie of the year definitely deserving of that one and he made all NBA first team this season which is absolutely crazy to think about he's so young and he he just has such a bright future ahead of him and I I I put him a little ahead of Harden so yeah I think Luka Doncic is going to be my seventh best player coming into next season.
2: So for my number seven pick, I think not many people are going to agree with me here, but I'm going to go with Warriors point guard, Stephen Curry. I think that in a tough Western Conference next year with a lot of good guards, he might not get as many open shot as he's used to getting. Teams know that whenever Curry gets an open shot, he's going to make it. So I think that, of course, he, he is always going to be a top 10 player. I think he's definitely the best point guard in the NBA if you do not consider Luka Doncic a point guard. Um, But I just think that, I don't know, I think there are a lot of players next season that are really going to play well. And I think that Steph Curry really has the chance to play well. I just don't know if he can play as well as he has in the past or in the past couple of years.
3: In my number seven slot, same as Dean, I have Luka Doncic as a proud, uh, past fantasy owner of Luka Doncic I've really enjoyed watching him play uh he was great in his rookie season he was even better this season and you don't see that happen too much people don't win rookie of the year and then go and put up a most improved player caliber season and I just think he's going to continue improving as uh, someone said earlier in the podcast he's going to be a future MVP he's going to be a future NBA champion he's just improving more and more by the day
0: all right. Well, um, my number seven player is James Harden, who I already talked uh, enough about. But um, something I would like to ask you, Tyler, that I think was interesting is you said that um, Steph Curry is the best point guard in the league unless you're considering Luka Doncic as a point guard. So if Luka was, cons- if you were considering him as a point guard, would you think, do you think that he would be a better point guard uh, than Steph Curry? Just wondering. No, no,
2: that's really tough for me because Steph Curry is in his prime. Luka is close to it, I think, but... I don't know. It's tough between them. They both have not similar skill sets, but they both have a very good three-point shot. Steph is obviously probably the best three-point shooter of all time, but for me, that's a tough one. But obviously Steph is going to continue to put up great numbers, so it's hard to put him as low as seven. I think that he can definitely go higher. But for the sake of going into next season, we're talking about going into next season. The season hasn't started yet. The draft is in like a month. So for now, because he didn't play very much last season, he broke his hand. So we don't know how well, we don't know if that's still going to affect him a little bit. But I think that Steph Curry definitely is the first, the best point guard in the league right now, most likely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, all right, we're going to move to our sixth uh, best player going into the NBA next year. Dean, he got at number six.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler's previous pick for his number 7th. I'm going to go with Stephen Curry. Um, Steph Curry, like Tyler said, he broke his left hand, I'm pretty sure. And when he came back, he still looked as good as new. He looked like he was hitting his shots well. And, yeah, there's just a bunch of new players that are coming back from injury. Well, I mean, there's not a bunch, but there's one uh, specifically I have ahead of Curry. So, uh, yeah, Curry's the best point guard in the NBA. I'd take him over Luka Doncic if you consider him as a point guard. I'm taking Steph Curry over him any day of the week three-time NBA champion, and he's definitely going to be hungry for that uh, fourth because he's still got a good roster with him. So let's see what they can do with that next season.
2: For my number six pick, I don't think you guys are going to agree with this one either, but I have Clippers, small forward, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, he did not have that great of playoffs. Obviously, in had a great regular season, but I'm not a fan of load management personally. That did not come into effect with my pick, but personally, I think that next year there are going to be a bunch of players that are going to be better than Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard obviously puts a good stats, but what still bothers me to this day is that people thought him and Paul George were a better duo than AD and LeBron. That's still crazy to me, but I think that Kawhi obviously he's in his prime. He won a ring with the Raptors previously, and he's going to contend for one next year. But personally, I just think there are a couple other players, specifically five more players that have a chance to be better than him next year. I mean, Obviously, if he plays at his best, he's going to be a top five player. But for now, I'm going to put him at number six.
3: I was also going to say at my number six slot, I had a really crazy pick that you guys probably weren't going to agree with. But clearly, Tyler agrees with me. I have Kawhi Leonard at the number six spot as well. Kawhi is obviously a great player. He had a great uh, playoff run with the Raptors last year or two years ago at this point, I guess. But where was he this year when they were up 3-1 against the Nuggets? That's just unacceptable to be blowing a 3-1 lead and also have halftime leads in game five, six, and seven. I just really don't see any other superstar in the league doing that. So that's why I had to put him at number six.
2: And talking about that a little bit, I mean, Doc Rivers and a couple other people from the Clippers organization said in interviews that he, it was not his choice to take him and Paul George out in some of the games against the Nuggets in the middle of this fourth quarter when they were up single digits, it was Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's choice. And for Kawhi Leonard to come out of the game when the game is in single digits and it's in its final minutes, I just don't think you can do that as a superstar. I think you have to be there for the other players on the court. And that's why personally, I don't, I, I have him at six, but he can definitely be higher if he plays to his best next season.
0: My number six uh, player is Steph Curry uh i think he's i mean we already talked about him best point guard in the league that warriors team is definitely i think underrated i think they're going to be a top four seed in the west i think they can definitely um make a deep run to next year's playoffs be a championship contender something tyler said i don't think i don't think you can justify this against quadliner but i'm in the same boat as you tyler i don't like uh load management i don't think it is good for the players or the team Um, it hurts the regular season record which affects playoff matchups and when you get to the playoffs and you're not used to playing 40 plus minutes a game then you need those breaks and tyler the reason why he needed those fourth quarter breaks is because throughout the whole season he hadn't been playing in, in those situations and when you're not playing the situation during the regular season, it's hard to build that up in such a short amount of time for the playoffs. And you look at guys like Jimmy Butler through those playoffs and like LeBron and AD, they're playing the entire, I know for some of the games, the Lakers were blowing teams out, but in all the close games, LeBron and AD were on the floor for the majority of the fourth quarter and Paul George and Kyle Lander were playing like eight out of the 12 minutes, which if you're a superstar on the team, that's just not enough. So I definitely agree with you about that load management. All right, um, let's move on to uh, number five. Dean, who is your fifth best player going in the NBA next year?
1: Um, so my fifth best player coming into the NBA s- season uh, next season is going to be new Brooklyn Net, Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin Durant has a lot to prove next season. Uh, I-, I, think he's a top, I think he's a top two small forward behind LeBron James in this league, but the reason I'm putting him behind Kwai, who I'll get to later in the podcast, is only because he was injured and we don't really know enough about what he's going to be able to do next season. He's coming fresh off a torn Achilles and we don't know how well he's going to play. I mean, I've seen some workout videos and he still looks very good and very healthy, but uh, that, that might not translate to the NBA, uh, to the NBA regular season game. So Kevin Durant, he's a great player. I think he's a better player than Kawhi Leonard, but I can't put him ahead of him only because he's coming off a horrible injury. So I just have no idea how he's going to play next season.
2: So for my number five pick, I'm going to go with, Defending NBA champion, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, along with LeBron James, as we know, led the Lakers to the NBA Finals and the NBA Finals win. And I think that I put him above Kawhi Leonard and Steph Curry because Anthony Davis has shown that he can consistently score around 30 points. And even if he has a bad game, he's still dominant in the paint. When a shot's off, he has that paint game. When his paint game is off, he has that shot. I think he's one of the most versatile players in the NBA. And I think that... What he is is what many big men are trying to turn into. And I think that AD is in his prime right now and he's going to only get better over the next couple of years. So I think along LeBron, him and him and LeBron are just going to be a dynamic duo for years to come.
3: At my number five slot, I'm going to follow up what Dean said again. It feels like I'm playing copycat today, but I'm also going to say Kevin Durant. As Dean said coming off a torn Achilles. That's no minor injury. It's going to take a lot of work to get back to be at his full potential that he was before he got injured. As Dean said, he looked good in the workout videos, but obviously those don't tell everything because you don't know how you're feeling until you get out on the court and you're trying to guard LeBron James coming downhill on you in a fast break. So we'll we'll see how he plays next year. Obviously, if he comes back at full potential, he's without a doubt a top three player in the NBA, but at this point, we just don't know enough to determine that.
0: Um, well, I'm gonna agree with Tyler here. My fifth best player is Anthony Davis. Um, the reason why he's, I think the fifth best player is because he's the best power forward, and he doesn't even play like a power forward because I mean he has that post up game, but he he's not really like a, a back a back you in and hook shot type of guy. Um, he, I mean, as Tyler said, the jump shot that he has is just ridiculous. I mean, he's a great three He's Probably the best big man uh, three point. Uh, shooter in the league and he obviously was averaging 30 in the playoffs to help the lakers uh, win the finals so i mean i don't know i think uh, it's kind of crazy if he's not in your top five at least um but uh something uh, about i mean a couple of you guys listed kd i have him a little higher on my list i can talk about a little more later but uh definitely the injury concerns are definitely there for kevin durant um all right let's move to the fourth dean uh, who is your fourth best player going to next season?
1: Um, So my fourth best player coming into next season is going to be Clipper small forward Kawhi Leonard. And I put Kawhi Leonard higher than most of you guys because Kawhi Leonard has a lot to prove this season. In my opinion, I think this season for the Clippers is literally the most do or die season I could think of right now off the top of my head because they have a lot of re-signing to do next offseason Uh, and that's consisting of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, their two best players. So Kawhi Leonard has a lot to prove, and I'm sure he's going to have a great season next season with the Clippers. I don't think he's going to load manage because he knows that he needs to prove himself that he can uh, win win versus the top dogs like LeBron James. He didn't have to face him last year because he didn't make the playoffs. Now we have the Warriors In the picture, he faced the Warriors, but they were totally riddled with injuries that entire time. So I think that Kawhi Leonard has a lot, a lot, a lot to prove this season because all the teams are going to be fully healthy and the competition is going to be as good as it ever will be. So Kawhi Leonard is going to be my number four player coming into next season.
2: So my number four player going to next season is going to be Raptors guard, Luka Doncic. I think he's the best shooting guard in the NBA. And if we consider him a point guard, I think he's hand in hand with Steph Curry, like I said before. But Luka Doncic, in my perspective, is going to be an MVP candidate next year. He led the Mavericks to a playoff spot, the seventh spot in a really tough Western conference. And I think that with a healthy Kristaps Porzingis, hopefully next season, they can even get a higher seed. And I think that as, he, as long as he stays healthy and as long as Kristaps stays, stays healthy, and maybe if they get a little better of a supporting cast around them, I think that Luka Doncic can be a very good player in the NBA and definitely a top five player next year.
3: Coming in at my number four spot, I have Warriors guard Steph Curry. As we all talked about earlier, the Warriors were riddled with injury this year. Just a tough year all around for them. It didn't feel like it was their season at all. Kevin Durant went, uh, left the Warriors, excuse me, and Klay Thompson went down with injury in that game six of the finals last year. And then uh, with Curry going down early this season, it obviously just wasn't their year. But coming back next season, I really think Curry has a lot to prove. A lot of people were saying this was Kevin Durant's team back in uh, 2017 and 2018 but I really do not think that is true. I think Curry was the number one on that team, and he has to prove that. He still, they still have the main three pieces of that 73-9 and 9, uh, 2016 Warriors team. I don't expect them to do that this year. Obviously, the role players have switched, and those players have aged, whether it's for good or for bad. But as I was saying earlier, Curry just has a lot to prove this year, and I think he's going to uh, show, show what he's made of this year.
0: My number four overall player going into next season is Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think that Kawhi Leonard previously probably going into this past season, I had him top three based on what he did with Toronto, but he obviously didn't have to face Klay Thompson, uh, in that game six, cause he got injured. And obviously Kevin Rant was absent the entire series. So that definitely leaves a mark on the series. Um, what he did this year is just not acceptable for a superstar. I mean, to, to lose, to blow a three, one lead. Um, it's just, you just can't, you can't hide from that. And I know he's a quiet guy, but he has to own up to his mistakes and he has to come back next year and play better. And I'm approving he is. Um, I'm predicting that he's going to be a top five, uh, maybe top, definitely top five in MVP voting, maybe even top three. Um, I think that hopefully after two straight years of load management, he finally learns how to play a full regular season. Um, Cause I'm not a fan of load management. It I don't think it's really worked. Um, that's just my opinion on that. Uh, based on uh, some of your guys' uh, other players, Campbell, yeah, I agree, Steph Curry. Uh, I think Steph Curry was like the main leader of that 2017-18 team. Now, he might have not, in my opinion, he wasn't the best player on that team, but he was definitely the ringmaster um, of that team. And I'm really looking forward to see what the Warriors can do w- without KD, but still having Steph and and Draymond uh, fully healthy. All right, let's move on. Now we're getting to the top three. Number three, uh, Dean, who's your number uh, three player going in next season?
1: So my third best player coming into this next season is going to be Lakers star power forward, Anthony Davis. I mean, what else can you say from him? Anthony Davis had an amazing, an amazing uh, postseason run with the Lakers. Uh as m- many people know he played point guard uh, all throughout grade school all throughout uh, not throughout high school but throughout grade school and he has handles like a guard like Andrew mentioned he has that insane post game and his fade away and his jump- and his mid-range game is just totally legal. he can shoot the 3 and my early prediction for MVP this is like sort of uh, this is just like an instinct but I think that Anthony Davis is winning MVP next season this isn't my final thing it's just like a ra- it's a random thing that I'm going to say. Anthony Davis win MVP next season. I think he's going to take the reins next season. There have been re- multiple reports that he is confirmed to re-sign with the Lakers. He's going to opt out of his player option, then re-sign. But Anthony Davis is a total animal. He proved that in the postseason. So many people were doubting him coming into this postseason. But uh, Anthony Davis is coming in at number three for me.
2: My number three player going into next season, I'm going to have Kevin Durant. Yes, he's coming off a very devastating injury and a, a torn Achilles, but I don't think his game relies on jumping and dunks and his athleticism too much. I think that he relies more on his shot and his versatility. And I think that, yes, his Achilles is obviously not going to be at full strength and it's going to affect his game in some way. I just think that his shot and his, the way he plays the game is good enough where he's not going to need as much athleticism to still be a top five player in the league.
3: Coming in at my number three spot, once again, following up Dean, Anthony Davis, AD is number three. Um, As Dean was saying, Dean was talking about his handles, but I think a lot more impressively was his defensive presence this postseason. He was just a beast on defense, and that's not even talking about the 20 to 30 points he put up Every single game this postseason, he was huge on both sides of the floor, really helping LeBron on offense and defense. As Dean was saying, great post game, good passer, incredible defender. He just has the whole package. He's going to get better year by year. And Dean said this wasn't his final prediction, but this is my final prediction. Write it down, folks. Anthony Davis is going to be next year's MVP. I promise you.
0: All right, so for my uh, number three player going into uh, next season, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. And even though he's a back-to-back MVP, he hasn't shown up in the playoffs yet. And I'm just looking for him to take the Bucks to, a, to either the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals just because uh, someone that's back-to-back MVPs not making it out of the second round, like you also have a coach of the year on your team. I, I don't understand uh, how that works out. So I feel like Giannis should... Uh, lead the bucks farther, and if he does, then I'll uh, either make him the number one or number two player in the NBA. Um, but now, uh, we're going to move on. We got the top two. Alright, back to Dean. Dean, number two player in the NBA going next season. Who do you have?
1: Alright, so I'm going to go with the Greek freak as my number two. Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, coming into next season. He has a lot to prove. Just like I said about Kawhi Leonard, he's going to definitely have to dig deep because uh, if he doesn't and he's not happy where he is in Milwaukee, he's going to leave in free agency. So uh, Giannis back to back MVP, like you said, you can argue that he's the best player in the league, but I don't think you can argue that after what LeBron just did. But uh, yeah, Giannis is going to be my second best player coming into next season. That's all I have to say about him. He's a great player. He can do pretty much everything except shoot. If he works, if he worked on his jump shot this off season, which I'm sure he did, he's going to be an even better player. So Definitely watch out for Giannis next season.
2: Yeah, for my number two player, I also got Giannis Antetokounmpo. For me, I think it's a make or break season for the Milwaukee Bucks next season. I think that if they need to win a ring or get or even make the finals, if they make the finals, I think that Giannis has a chance to stay. But I think they need to win that ring if they want to make sure Giannis stays because the. Giannis has been upset with the Milwaukee Bucks that they haven't done as much to give him more of a surrounding cast to fill the roster up with players that can help him win a championship. And I understand that he has won back-to-back MVPs, and I see no reason why the Milwaukee Bucks shouldn't have made the finals last year. So I don't know if Chris Middleton can be that second player behind him on that team, but Giannis Antetokounmpo, my second best player going into next season because, I mean, he's a back-to-back MVP. There's nothing else to say.
3: Okay, uh, in my number two slot, same as Tyler and Dean, I have Giannis. You guys pretty much summed it up. Giannis is pretty good at basketball, I guess you could say. Two-time MVP. Um, as you guys were saying, he's going to need to do a little more in the playoffs if he wants to move up to that number one slot.
0: All right, um, now my number two spot. Um, I think I have the highest – I think I have this guy higher on my list than anyone else, um, and that is Kevin Durant. Um The reason why I have a number two is, as you guys mentioned, I mean, he's coming off of one of the worst possible sports injuries that you can get tearing your Achilles. But I think I don't think Kevin Durant will be 100 percent of what he was like on those Warriors teams. And he's definitely not OKC MVP Durant um, as he once led the league in scoring. But the thing is, as Tyler mentioned, he, his game does not rely on his athleticism. So whether he is 100% uh, same athleticism as he was before the injury, his game is probably still going to translate because he's the probably the most skilled uh, forward of all time, uh, the way he can drive and shoot the ball and also uh, handle the basketball. And, I mean, he's just going to get tons of opportunities to score on that next team. And I just, when, when he's when Kevin Durant is playing well, I think he's better than everyone in the NBA except for LeBron, um, who's my number one, but I'll talk a little bit about him later. Uh, Tyler, you have something to say about that?
2: Yeah, like Andrew was saying, I think that Kevin Durant is the best pure scorer when he's on his game. I mean, he. this is an area where the Achilles injury will probably affect him most is when the shot isn't open. He has the athleticism to go to the hoop quick because he's skinny and he has a long physique. So I think that that part of his game might be affected. But when Kevin Durant wants to get a shot, he shoots and he scores. So for me, I think he's the best pure scorer in the NBA and probably one of the best all time in my perspective too, though.
0: All right, now we're going to move on to our best player in the NBA going next season. And I have a feeling that we're all going to be saying uh, the same player here, but Dean, will start with you.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now. We're all saying the exact same person, and that is the reigning finals MVP, LeBron James. Um, I don't think there's any disputing this at all. Uh, LeBron James proved that he is still the king, and right now he, he's the king of the NBA because he just led his team to the finals and ended up winning it. So finals MVP, LeBron James, that's four titles now for him, and yeah, I th- he's definitely the best player coming into next season. There's just no arguing that at all.
2: Yeah, like Dean said, we all love LeBron James at our number one. I could personally make a case why LeBron James is the most underrated player in the NBA, honestly. Like, he only got one first-place MVP vote. He's the most valuable player to his team, in my perspective. So, LeBron James, the number one player going into next season, he is so good, especially for his age. I mean, he's in his mid-30s, and he's still doing ridiculous things. So, personally, LeBron James, best player in the NBA, he's his shot is good. His driving is good. His athleticism is unmatched. So, yeah.
3: As uh, Dean and Tyler were saying, at my number one spot, I have the GOAT LeBron James. Um, there's, there's really no way you can dispute this after his uh, playoff run this season. He was just ridiculous. Like, the most exciting part as a Laker fan is when LeBron James just says, I'm going to the rim and I'm going to get a bucket. There's not many other guys in the NBA that can do that, especially on a consistent basis. And the guys that can do that are not as good of passers as LeBron is, and not good teammate and not a good teammate like LeBron is. There's simply no disputing this. Uh, after what LeBron did in the playoffs this year,
0: yeah, um, we we all uh, I have the same players. LeBron James, obviously. Um, I think that coming into this season, I thought Giannis would take the reins. Um, and he got MVP was the better, uh, better regular season player uh, by a uh, small margin. But in the playoffs, LeBron showed that he's still the king. He's still the best player in the planet. Although I think his time as the best player is coming to an end uh, relatively in the next couple of years. But as of right now, um, he's still the uh, best player in the NBA. And as Tyler said, I don't, I mean, you can make arguments for other guys, but just in general, LeBron James is the best player um in the nba and i mean campbell said he's just goat and there—that's that stuff def- you can definitely make that argument too um i mean what he's what he's capable um of doing at uh 35 years old is just unbelievable and i mean leading league in assists for someone that is probably going to finish his career as the most points according to nba history that's that's pretty insane so you got to tip your hat to lebron james who's showed uh, how great he is um again this season
2: yeah just to add one thing really quickly i said he only received one mvp vote this last season but he actually receives 16 even that's not that many compared to what Giannis scott so i mean lebron james he's the best player in the nba there's for me there's no way that you can really say anyone else other than Giannis if you can make a good case
0: all right, so um, that's gonna do it for our top ten list. We're gonna move on to the shot clock, um, now the lasting tradition shot clock segment. So for today, the shot clock segment is gonna be, uh, what was the best NFL offseason move, um, so far through uh week five or, or through week five? So what has been the best move? Um, this could be a trade by a team. It could be a free agency signing. Maybe even a head coach signing. Um, whatever you guys feel is the best move by certain team. Okay, Campbell, we will start with you on the shot clock segment, 24 seconds on the clock. Ready? Begin.
3: Uh, In my opinion, the best off season move was made by the Arizona Cardinals in trading for Deandre Hopkins. Deandre Hopkins is looking as good as ever this season. The Cardinals are three and two as of right now. They, I think they should be four and one. They've lost some games. They should have won, but that is not on Deandre Hopkins. He's leading the league in reception yards. He's playing At an incredible level, he's really making plays for this Cardinals team, and they're going to need it down the line.
0: All right, Tyler, 24 seconds on the clock. Ready, begin.
2: So my perspective, the best offseason move was the Patriots signing Cam Newton. They... Tom Brady left them in free agency and then they signed Cam Newton for a little over a million dollars. He's making less than Matt Barkley and Nathan Peterman. Just put that in your heads for a sec. He's been a very good quarterback for them through the start of the season. He did not play in the last game because he had COVID-19, but he is supposed to come back soon. I think that he's definitely uh, a candidate for comeback player of the year and definitely going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league for years to come.
0: Okay, Dean, you're up next. 24 seconds on the clock. Ready, begin. Okay, so
1: my best offseason trade in the NFL from this past offseason is going to be the Stephon Diggs trade. So the Bills acquired Stephon Diggs for the 22nd overall pick and a few late first-round picks. Uh, and that pick ended up being Justin Jefferson. And Stephon Diggs is just looking absolutely incredible right now. He's Josh Allen's favorite target, and he's making Josh Allen play better, which means Stephon Diggs is just elevating his teammates, and he's having one of the best seasons of his career. Therefore, I got to go with this one for the best offseason move from this past offseason.
0: Okay, Campbell is going to be timing me for my Shot Clock segment. Campbell, I'm ready whenever you are.
3: 24 seconds on the clock, starting now.
0: Okay, so for my uh, best offseason move, I'm going to go with the Bears signing Nick Foles because it was a smart move. At first, he was brought in to be a backup, but as we see now, he's the starting quarterback because Mitchell Trubisky, is, he is not worth the first round pick. He is an NFL bust for sure, and he's incapable of being a starting quarterback for that team, and Nick Foles has pretty much ting- uh, pretty much led them to a uh, four and one record and right now they're second in the division behind the Packers and looking for a wild card spot so I think that was the best offseason move and that's all we have for you for today's episode make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ATBuzzer Podcast in the platform you're listening on today along with Campbell Klein, Dean McCollum, and Tyler Fertel, I'm Andrew Lobleiner signing off for now